Hello, everybody, and welcome back to JHR Backstage, our wonderful companion podcast to the main show. So far, I think this podcast has been a lot of fun, and uh, I'm Absolutely. liking what we're here, what I'm hearing when I go to edit this. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> not to, good. Not to toot my own horn, I guess. I feel uh, as though when people create stuff and they have to listen to their own voice, they're like, ugh. So if you can listen to an entire podcast of you're in my voice mm-hmm. and be like, it's pretty good. I'd say that we're getting somewhere. You've got a fair point. (laughs) Um, So I thought today's talking point would start out with concert experiences. So like I want, like I said, last episode, I want to at least come up with like a point or like a single point where we can start and go from there. Mm -hmm. So uh, concert experiences is going to be the topic for this episode. Oh boy. And I have got so many. <laughs> I need to make sure that I keep it clean because mm. there are some that are not appropriate to say mm. on a podcast that goes on cable access television. Just <laughs> um, <laughs> keep it. Uh, keep it G. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have. I'm a big mosher, mm-hmm. and I'm. I'm assuming you know what a mosh pit. I know is. what a mosh pit is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big mosher and like the amount of times I've like been knocked to the floor or like completely belted in the face <laughs> by someone like, well, cause the problem is, is when everybody gets a little drunk, the mosh pit turns from like a friendly, nice, like calm place to like people, have a riot. Lo- people have lost <laughs> their ability to handle like their force. That's yeah. really what it is. Like they're, they're, they're hitting with more force than I think they know they are. Right. Um, so like you tip, you typically want to stay out of a mosh pit towards the end of a concert because mm. it gets bad by the time you're over. Like in the beginning, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. go for it. But oh god, the Worcester <laughs> Palladium is I think the worst time I ever had a a mosh pit, mm-hmm. which was for a heavy metal show. It was with Amur, Attila, and Chelsea Grin. I went with a friend, and like the crowd there was terrible. Like really? yeah, not. Well, you know what? Full offense, but <laughs> oh, oh, okay. uh, Attila fans are terrible. Oh, Attila fans are just terrible people. Getting called out. Uh, yeah, not maybe maybe not all of you, but like all of the people that were clearly there for Attila mm-hmm. at the Worcester Palladium. I didn't like any of you. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> um, well, like the mosh pit was like weirdly disorganized and with, with, like the general rule in moshing is like no punching and kicking. It was a lot of that. Uh, and like the, the crowd was shifting the whole time, which I mean, I'm, I'm used to in most rock shows. Like you typically won't stay in the place that you started in that. That's one thing. But like, yeah. I was constantly just like berated from all sides on that concert. And it was super obnoxious by the end of it. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of the worst I've had. However, one of the best I had, and this is a little weird considering you wouldn't think they were a band that had mosh pits, but uh-huh. like, Green Day. I saw Green Day at the DCU Center. Okay, And yeah. that was, like, one of the best mosh pits I'd ever been in. I mean, honestly, people will just find a way to mosh regardless. Sure, regardless yeah. Regardless of, of the actual, like, musician or band. Of course. But, like, that was, like, a great group of people. Because even what was funny is they played, like, they played Good Riddance, I think it was, The Time of Your Life, um, which is obviously a much slower song. So what mm-hmm. we did was we all sat down on the ground with like our arms, our arms over each other's shoulders and like swaying to the song. And it was like the, it was the best That's thing ever. Incredible. <laughs> it's weird to think that we used to be okay with doing stuff like that. Yeah. In today's environment. Yeah. But like, I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, there, there was nothing in that moment, but the actual like experience to yeah. you, which now I overthink things too much because of <laughs> current world events. Ha ha ha. 
certain virus that's going around that yeah, just right? popped onto Delta Airlines and is now infecting the uh, <laughs> the people who are. Um, me and my roommates say that the people who are chipped. That's chipped. that's not yeah. the right term. <laughs> Vaccinated. I, mean, that's I, li- the word. I like I like it. I like that though. Yeah. Uh, regardless. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy environments we live in. Concerts are going to yeah. be strange to go back to oh after God. all of this. I can't even. I, I can't even picture it. Uh, the it's next like be wild. big event that I have that's not a concert, but like it's coming up fast because I'm going to a game show in November. A game show. Yeah, it's one of the, it's a YouTuber. He's going on tour with a, like an interactive oh, okay. game show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and like I can't even imagine going back to a venue uh-huh. or like dealing with crowds. It'll be so weird because like even I went to. Can it be like park? Yeah. And even that was like, what feel weird? Is any of this anymore? I was like, what used to feel so natural is just not anymore. So like going back to concerts is going to be wild. Like I can't even imagine the kind of concert experiences I'm going to have now. Yeah. Let alone what I used to have. Cause like the problem that you run into as well is that like, I'll get a little person. Like I had OCD before quarantine, mm-hmm. but it made it worse. Like quarantine made yeah. it so much worse because everybody was so, uh, hyper worried about like germs and being close yeah. to each other and all that stuff. And so like now, like I already had a problem before, but I was able mm-hmm. to kind of like forget about it yeah. and it was whatever. Now it's become such a problem where it's just like, you know, even when we're out of COVID, I still think I'm going to have that yeah. like weird urge to not be around people <laughs> just because like if you sneeze on me, I'm going yeah. to deck you. Like, you Which know, is wild because going back to concert experiences, like there is not a single concert I've ever left not coated in like everyone's beer everything. And, yeah. <laughs> not like I, if you didn't leave covered in someone else's spit beer and possibly sweat, piss, did you yeah. really go did to a really, concert? Yeah, go to a rock concert specifically. Yeah. Um, especially the House of Blues. The House oh of Blues God. has some of my the worst concert experiences that I've ever had because my- like it's just so the way for those that don't no, which is probably most of you. Uh, For the, the uninitiated. House, yeah, the House of Blues in Boston is arranged so that they have like a, a lower floor, like a general admittance, and then upstairs they have a whole thing of seats, and then they have two different balconies that you can stand on. And it's terrible. It's a terrible arrangement <laughs> because like I got I get drinks spilled on me from the balcony the whole time mm-hmm. without any fail. Like it, I have not left that venue without being soaked in someone's drink that they poured over the balcony, either for fun or because they didn't know they were doing it or whatever. Right. They were terrible. too intoxicated to even notice. It's terrible. I, I, the house of blues, I really wish some of the bands I listened to weren't doing that, doing venue. that venue ever, but like it is the perfect medium sized venue for medium sized bands, which are right. most of the people I listen to nowadays, but. which is hilarious because my first concert mm-hmm. was at the house of blues oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and the band that was playing there, they expected it to be pretty small mm-hmm. and then it was packed. Oh yeah. It was absolutely packed. And I ended up on, I think I was on the second or the, I guess the technically the first balcony. Yep. Um, cause I think there was one There's above a, me. Yeah. There is a second um, balcony. Yeah. So 
like I lucked out in the sense that I didn't get anything yeah. dropped on me, but I also couldn't see the stage mm-hmm. um, because there were so many people and there was so much. So like I was able to watch like the TVs and I was able to like kind of <laughs> like peer my head over like people and kind of see what was going on on stage. But I was upset because like we basically spent most of it yeah. watching it from the TV or just like singing to what we could hear. Yeah. But it's awful. It was. It's yeah. not a fun experience. And then shortly. Uh, before the concert ended, um, one of the uh, my friend that I went with uh, got sick mm-hmm. and blew chunks um, <laughs> into a trash bin. Uh, thankfully, he got it in the trash bin. Yeah. Um, but the lady who was at the bar uh, freaked out mm-hmm. because she thought that she had like given alcohol to like a, a minor yeah. or something. That's not what happened at all. He was just <laughs> he was dehydrated. You just and gotta he was love sick. that that's the first reaction she would have had. Though. Yeah, she like didn't like, even like she was like you know shielding yeah. her eyes from it, and she was like, like completely. And she like walked away to the Which other side of the wall. Completely shocks me because like not to overgeneralize or anything like that, but like you work in a concert venue. Yeah. Is that that's truly the, the first experience. time? Yeah, is that yeah. truly the first time you've seen that? Yeah, because like she was I've new. seen people. Th- it's funny yeah times. Like, maybe she was new or something possible but, but like, like but she was freaking out and then like we were escorted like downstairs i love how like they treated us like garbage um but like they they that's the house of blues for you fair but like they they motioned to, like she was like all up in arms but like the other the other staff were pretty tame about it but i still felt this oversensing <laughs> they, judgment yeah. and i was like all right but they they had us downstairs like they they cracked the door open and like he was sitting there he had like water and he was like getting and then we just like was he, we heard the concert and we watched everybody leave and then we just left. I was like, cool. Nice. So like the last like 10 minutes of the concert mm-hmm. was just spent sitting in a, like in a room with a bunch of chairs like next to the exit. <laughs> and I was like, you know, if I'm going to have my first concert experience, I would be shocked if something like this didn't happen. Like this is yeah. a rite of passage. I was going to say, at least you got the worst one out of the way right away. Exactly. Yeah. Cause the rest of the like, uh, t- yeah. like concert type events that I've been to were perfectly fine. Yeah. I, I haven't had too many like really bad ones. Mm-hmm. Like the, the Attila show in, in the Palladium was one of them. Yeah. But like there hasn't been a ton of other like really bad ones. I know there have been a ton of times where weather was a big problem. It was a problem, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I went to go see Weezer and Panic at the Disco yep. with um, Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. That's his name now. I almost wanted to say Jack's Mannequin, but he hasn't been a part of Jack's Mannequin for a couple of years now. But mm-hmm. um, uh Concert went fine through Andrew McMahon and, like, part of Panic at the Disco. And then it just started entirely downpouring. Was it outside? Yeah. It was was at the Xfinity Center in Mansfield, which has, like, a cover, but I wasn't in the cover. I was in the cheap seats in the back, which were out in the open. And it was raining, raining. Like, we're not even talking just normal, like, tolerable rain. It was downpouring. Like, we're talking, like hazing your vision in gray yeah, kind yeah. of rain like damn and i mean they kept going because like, like the the band isn't affected by that because they're under the cover but yeah. like <laughs> this was like, like part of the movie when someone died yeah. rain like yeah. that yeah, yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh i left that concert like having to through. like no 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 oh, no stay? i stayed the whole time yeah trust me yeah <laughs> i wasn't leaving that show yeah i i left and my shirt I had to like literally like peel it off of me like a band aid because it was just <laughs> soaked wow. to my body. Uh, 
Because, like, I don't, I didn't have an umbrella or anything. Who brings an umbrella into a concert yeah, venue no. or anything like that? No. Absolutely not. And, like, who needs rain ponchos? That's a Mm-mm. waste of time. Like, uh, but, yeah, no, that? That, that was, <laughs> that was extreme. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've been in inside concert venues during, like, thunderstorms and stuff like that, too, uh-huh. which, I mean, obviously doesn't affect the show at all, but it is kind of funny to, like, <laughs> was that the amp or was that the thunder yeah <laughs> exactly uh. <laughs> the only outdoor concert i've been to was uh weird al yankovic oh i was um, at that one with you yeah, yeah that's right yeah it was which me, that isn't and... even technically an, well like you could call it an outdoor it was venue but outdoor the, but they had a huge time yeah they have the the, over the giant cover over all the seats yeah, yeah which it's not they just changed their name again it's not the rockingham bank pavilion anymore yeah well it used to be the blue hills bank pavilion and mm-hmm. then it was the Rockingham Trust Pavilion. Right. And now it's something else even beyond that. Cool. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the same thing with Xfinity Center. Xfinity yep. Center is like its ninth name. Oh, really? That it's had, yeah. And I've been alive and going to it for three of them already. <laughs> like, um What was the Weird Al one called? That was Rockingham Trust. We were, no, no, no. Oh. What was the... Oh, the Strings Attached Tour. That's he what was, was touring with the... Attached, um, the 41-piece orchestra. Yeah, he was, he was touring with the full orchestra. That was yeah. an interesting show. That was amazing. It was really good. I um, loved that show. The one bone to pick I have with Rockland, Rockland Trust Pavilion, it isn't anything to do with Weird Al, right. is they don't have stadium seating, and that bothers me. Yeah, it was... It's like all just flat seating. Which, I don't remember it being that... Bad, but it was well, like so. Like it's weird. not I remember terrible. Being sort of slanted. It is, but like the Xfinity Center goes like exponentially up uh-huh. in like a stadium platform style. Most sure, like most yeah. venues do. This was just had a sea of folding chairs. That is on, true. Yeah, like one almost perfectly one eighty plane. <laughs> like, <laughs> was um, was it? I thought it went. Well, uh, I it, thought it like, was elevated. It elevated just a tad. Uh-huh. But like it almost felt like that's the that was the natural elevation of the ground, not intentional for the oh, venue. Yeah. Like maybe um, that's my one little bone to pick with the Rockland Rockland Trust or whatever they want to call themselves now. It's kind of a thrown together. It's it, yeah. It, I don't I don't like that it doesn't have stadium seating or anything like that. Yeah. Um, TD Bank, T, like TD Garden. Uh, please stay as far away from me as possible. I have I have only seen a couple of concerts there, but I've also been a couple of sporting events there as well. There is like literally like t- less than two inches between each seat. Really? Oh yeah, it's bad. It's like very bad. Like <laughs> like movie theater seating. Like, so you guys can't see this, but I'm right. gonna, I'm going to visualize it with one of the other chairs here in this podcast studio that we're in. I mean, is that not is how like, close seats usually are to each other and stuff not like that? usually. Even, like, Rockland Trust, remember, they were pretty, like, they were a good distance away from each other. TD Garden, Fair. they just try and shove as many T- seats in as they humanly can. Did the can. seats have armrests? No. Then that's too close. Yeah. That's way too they're, close. They're yeah. tiny little chairs. Like, they, some of them do. Some of them have armrests, but when you get really high up, like I was, like, yeah. right up in the, what they call the nosebleeds in the in the industry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There was there was nothing no and like the the seats are like that small like ridiculously tiny yeah um I will say though TD Gardens box seats are great uh-huh. so like I went into one of those private rooms to see Imagine Dragons yep and I was in this like comfy reclining seat mm-hmm. and like had, <laughs> had my own like little like snack bar yeah in the thing itself we also had our own merch table and our own oh really like, concession stand oh, what in the, like the vip section like that's so cool it was wild yeah. like um and like 
more than anything, I got to go to that for free. Oh wow! So I, I was I was friends with this dude whose dad worked for a place that owned one of the boxes mm-hmm. in TD Garden, right. and like they got take got to take turns using it. <laughs> yeah, like they just had to reserve the tickets, and so I was just invited to go. It was Halsey and Imagine Dragons, and what was really funny is it was Halsey before badlands came out which is like her debut breakthrough album so like she was nobody really knew who she was at that point which right. is that's my only um i knew her before she was cool story yeah yeah like that i knew it before it was cool idea mm-hmm. halsey's the only one i can say that to like um but yeah the box seats in td garden are like the only redeeming factor of that venue but the problem is is if you don't have connections they're like literally a mortgage worth <laughs> yeah like they're they're insane that's my family would always describe. They're like, we can't get box seats because you would have to sacrifice basically your wife, your kids, your mm-hmm. house. And I, and I was a kid. I was like, I mean, and it's funny. Not I, really exaggerating. They're like a couple grand. No. Yeah. yeah. I figured that there was truth in that sentence where like it was just really expensive. And it's funny because I remember when I was a kid, whenever somebody said box seats, I always imagined somebody <laughs> uh, trading away their wife and their kids and their house. To sit, sit in a, in a normal box. seat with a cardboard box over them instead. Because I had no idea what it was. Yeah, so I, I mean, was like, hey, that works. Yeah, so when I was a kid, I was like, why would anyone yeah. do that? But then now I know what it actually is. I was like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> the only other time that I ever sat in box seats was um, at the Songa Center in Lowell. Really? Yeah, uh, and that was for Five Finger Death Punch and Papa Roach and someone else. Someone else was... Oh, In This Moment. In This mm-hmm. Moment was opening. That's right. Uh, and that was weird it was it like the so there's the like the arena's in a circle obviously yep. and in the far back center on the top floor was their vip lounge mm-hmm. and it was like you know how you always have like that stereotypical thing in like movies where the villain is like overlooking like yeah. the peasants in his like billion dollar mansion bay yeah, window. yeah like it kind of felt like that <laughs> like, um, like, like Lincoln seats style yeah like... it was like these giant bay windows and all these comfy soft seats and stuff like that with its own bar and concessions and stuff in the vip lounge itself that's amazing i don't remember how much we paid for that show Mm -hmm. uh but it was one of those situations where my mom like really wanted to go see five free death punch they're her her favorite band and like by the time she got around to buying tickets the only thing left was the vip lounge so she was like yeah, all right. Yeah, she was just <laughs> like, all right, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. So that, that was me and her that went to that. That was, that was, Papa Roach was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, that was the show before Ivan Moody, uh, the lead singer of Five Hundred Death Punch, had his complete meltdown. Mm, uh, I heard about that. That was the show before that happened. So, and like, you could clearly see the buildup. Because yeah. <laughs> even in Lowell, they would sing a song and then go off stage for like six minutes. Yeah. And then come back on and sing another song, disappear off stage for another five, six minutes. Like, damn. Like, most bands take like maybe a minute's pause so that the guitarist can get his next guitar that's tuned to the, whatever song they're playing next. Yeah, or, like, yeah. singer can go shove a whole water bottle down his throat or whatever. Yeah, pretty but, like, much. Um, like, this was ridiculous. They were yeah. going fully off stage. All the lights were turning off. Five minute break. Come back, come back on. And yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, wow, I paid, like, my mom paid VIP lounge for this, this like, yeah well at least in this moment and papa roach were great but that was the fourth time i had seen in this moment and i can't even count the number of times i've seen papa roach but like, right, the, yeah. this this was my first time seeing five hundred death punch yeah uh so they were the ones that mattered and uh 
Yeah. The five Finger Disappointment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Papa Roach is one of those bands that's just at every show. Yeah. They I don't just appear like, everywhere. Yeah, they must just tour year round. Like, yeah. because every show that I go to, they're just there. I've seen Papa Roach, like, realistically, I've probably seen Papa Roach around five to six times mm-hmm. because they're just, and I, it's never for them. Like, I'm never going to the show for them. Yeah. But they're just always there. <laughs> <laughs> like, the weirdest show I think they were a part of was um, I saw Falling in Reverse mm-hmm. with Papa Roach and A Day to Remember, which A Day to Remember and Falling in Reverse definitely go together. But Papa Roach is a weird child in that, like, their older stuff fits that bill, yeah. but their recent stuff is nowhere even close to that. They've been taking a much different, more experimental way of doing things the, lo- the last couple albums. So, like, it was weird to see them falling in reverse and a day to remember. But that was also at the Saga Center, actually. Here's <laughs> Speaking of Maroon 5, Taylor Swift, and Papa, and Papa Roach. Roach. <laughs> oh, you got to throw Lamb of God in there, too. Oh, they everywhere too. Yeah, Lamb of God tours with every metal show that ever happens. It's it's I those men just must not sleep. They're just at every show ever. I I've seen realistically I think I've seen Lamb of God like almost seven times. Wow. And almost and never for them. I'm never going because hey, I want to see Lamb of God. Every metal show without fail, they're just there. And I was like, <laughs> how do you manage to do this? Like I think the only other music um, show that I've been to is Blue Man Group. That counts. Yeah, yeah. I would say that counts. Yeah. I just like I went. I was Blue Man Group, and it was because I was at Universal Studios mm-hmm. in Florida, and uh, my mom, like seven years prior to this trip, yep, w- promised us two things. She promised us Netflix, and she promised us when that was still a new thing. Yep, and she promised us to see Blue Man Group. What does what does Netflix have to do with a Florida vacation? So, well, no. So I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> so the point is, is that like, like years ago, she promised like two things at the same time, yep. but she would get them in the future. Yeah. One of them was Netflix. One of them was Blue Man Group. Okay. I just happen to remember them yeah. because yeah, they yeah, came yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. And so we got Netflix like immediately, but then we kept asking over and over again, "When are we going to see Blue Man Group?" Because <laughs> you promised yeah. it like years ago, and so. We were at Universal. We like had forgotten, yeah. Like eventually, and then we were in Universal, and they are like they have like a permanent residence there, um, pretty much, or at least what it seems like. They and do, yeah. So they took over what used to be Nickelodeon Studios. That kind of makes me a little sad, yeah, because I would have loved to have seen, but that's fine. But it was funny because my mom was like, "Oh, it's time for me to make good of my promise. Let's go see Blue Man Group," <laughs> and we were like, "Oh yeah." And then we went and it was awesome. Yeah, and so the Blue Man Group's great. It yeah. is. It was really incredible in their work with AJR in the last. Oh album yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked dope. about that in the, I think the first podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that was the only other the other two shows. I mean, one was a comedy show and the other one was a YouTube show. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, the the music experiences that I've had have been very all Buried. over the place. Yeah. Um, the first one was kind of cruddy and then ended with a laugh. The second one was pretty all right and then the the blue band group one was just incredible i would um, say realistically i'm probably almost into the hundreds for in, in terms of concerts really yeah uh i have been going to almost 10 concerts a year since 2012 so like i'm almost wow, there yeah you're I'm, almost yeah, at 100 yeah um i mean 2012 i think i only went to two or three but then after right. that like 
It was constant. I remember the most I ever did was in one summer we saw eight different concerts. Right. Yeah, and that was, I think, 2016 or 2017. Um, we used to do this thing. Xfinity Center had this thing called Ticket to Rock, yeah. which you paid 100 bucks, and you got to pick from four of the shows on their list to yeah. get tickets to. Right. Um, and we did that every summer for like three years until the band started repeating themselves constantly. And then we were like, well, kind of sick of seeing these same people over and over again. Yeah. How many more times can I stomach Breaking Benjamin? As much as I love Breaking Benjamin, seven times seeing them live with the last two being terrible. Yeah. Is enough for me. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think I'm done after Gonna that. Gonna call it quits. Yeah. Uh, Shinedown, I'll see t- seven times more. That's They're fine. They're, they're great. They yep. put on a great show every time. Uh, the last time, the last two times I saw Breaking Benjamin, uh, the lead singer Benjamin Burnley just gave up halfway through the show. Oh, like they played about half their set and then they walked off stage, um, and then came back out and the guitarist sang the rest of the set. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, he, I mean, the guitarist sounds like him. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. they they both sound like each other, but like he just kind of gave up. And the guitarist just did the rest of the show. Wow. That was two shows in a row. Um, it's wild to me. Yeah, like, that's um, crazy. I mean, he's got some stuff going on. I know that he's he's sick and he's um, an alcoholic, <laughs> as right. far as I'm aware. But like, still, like, <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's wild. It's like, really wild. But yeah, yeah, that that made me not want to go see them after having already seen them for like six or seven times. Um, the person that I want to see again, which actually I am next May, is AJR. AJR. I'm so excited to see them a second time. I'm not really excited to see them in an outdoor venue. Yeah. Because I feel like they're a band that would thrive the best in an indoor venue. Absolutely. Yeah, because I saw them at first at a Gannis Arena at, uh, on the BU campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was perfect. That was a perfectly sized venue for them. It was a perfect acoustics and all that. They're at Xfinity in May. Uh, <laughs> so I'm curious how they do with an outdoor venue and a bad outdoor venue at that. Yeah. Cause I don't like Xfinity center. If I'm going to do something in the ballpark of Xfinity center, I want to go to the bank of New Hampshire pavilion up in Guilford, New Hampshire. Right. It's like a three hour drive from Massachusetts, but like it's the Xfinity center concept done correctly. Right. Like they take the same idea as Xfinity center and apply it better. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So I, I've lied. Uh, I have. I've been to two other music shows, but they were virtual. Oh um, right, because you saw one spectacular night, and then you saw the Gorillas, right? Yep. Yeah. So AJR did one spectacular night on December twenty sixth of twenty twenty, and it was incredible. I wanted to go to that really badly, but I was working. It was incredible. Um, it was like the the amount of like stuff that they had with it and like all of the special effects and like all the really cool like stage stuff that they did was um like they had like a piano yeah like floating at one point they had like a they stole whole... they stole that from panic of the disco i'm sure <laughs> i'm sure yeah. panic of the disco stole that That's from somebody probably, yeah so but it's just something where like you know they had that and then they had like stars and stuff That's going cool. on when he yeah. did it and then like there was a scene where like they recreated where they yeah. used to play like on the, That's the, cool. yeah. the city streets yeah. and like um there was a trumpeter that was like shooting clouds <laughs> and every time they shot a new cloud they changed the song they were playing oh, on the Oh they trumpet. did that live too. Did they? they they did that when I saw them at the Uganis Arena they did it as like a medley of all the songs that they yeah, people would want to hear that they weren't playing for the night. Like yeah. he was walking along and blowing the clouds out of the trumpet. And yeah, then, yeah. And then yeah. I remember they did a they they did, had a whole bit about constructing bang 
<laughs> it's so, that got uploaded to YouTube, and I'm yeah. glad it did. It is so interesting to see like their process, yeah. and then like having like the freaking subway guy, the subway guy, yeah. And I was like, no way. To yeah, cl- so to clarify, the New York subway announcer, not yeah. Subway the restaurant. Stand clear of the closing doors, yeah. please. That guy yeah. is in the AGR song "Bang." If you guys didn't piece that together, yeah. Um, but it was in, it was really cool, and that show was awesome. Um. Before I think I saw the gorillas before that, um, yes, it was that okay. Would have been before AJR, yeah. It was okay. They like only did Song Machine. Which they I'm, feel like a band that abandons their old stuff the second anything new comes out. They which, seem like that that kind of band that focuses on what they doing what they're doing right now. Yeah, like, which I'm sad about. Like they played a few old ones, but like. I was sad because I was kind of hoping I'd get a mix of everything, mm. but they were like, oh, it was just all song machine. And like, they had some interesting effects where they had like the characters like yeah. interacting with the real world people that were playing mm-hmm. the instrument stuff. So it was like, it was cool. And like, yeah. they had like a little thing with like Tootie and Murdoch talking to each other as, yeah, 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 as yeah. directors. That's pretty cool. And so like, it was, yeah. it was cute, but like, I don't know. It was, yeah. Yeah, it felt very lacking. And I was just, like the, the DJ session they had before that, where they were like playing mm-hmm. a bunch of the old gorilla songs. I was like, ah, so they're doing this yeah. so that I don't get disappointed when yeah. the actual show comes exactly. on. Um, didn't work, but that's, yeah. it was still fine. <laughs> like the, the special effects were cool. Like they, they played pretty well. And I love how, uh, the person who sings all the songs, looked like he was singing i think he was singing everything through a radio because uh, that's how his like he would be probably singing it through a voice modulator knowing how the gorillas typically sound yeah and, like, that's yeah the reason that he does that is is um he's british right <laughs> yeah and um like 2d is not <laughs> like, or whatever uh, the lead singer well it kind of is he, he kind of 2d kind of but is. he's got a whole other voice than what uh it's dan Dan something or other. He's also the lead singer of Blur. That's what he did before the Gorillas. Right. Um, and I imagine singing into a modulator yeah. is easier than trying to... Because he, I know he voice acts the character yeah. separately from the modulator. Yeah, yeah. But, but singing is a lot different than exactly. trying to just speak it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The only concert experience I had virtually, yep. which is weird that I only attended one, but then there was really only one that I wanted to attend that actually could. Yeah. There weren't a lot of them. Uh, and that was 21 pilots, Mm. the live stream concert experience for, um, the release of their, of scaled and icy. Uh, it was on the release day of scaled and icy and they, so when they said that it was a live stream concert experience, I was expecting to like go into the live stream and then just like, see them perform like I would if I saw them in a concert venue. Yeah. No. These <laughs> people did a full storyline and they took over a full football stadium, like a like a small a smaller like football like stadium and then built it on like the general admission floor. They built like multiple sets that they walked between throughout the se- like the the show <laughs> while playing some of the scaled and icy songs wow yeah and they they did this whole connecting thing where it was supposed to be segments on a talk show in the fictional city that's part of their like concept albums and uh-huh. stuff like that yeah it's good morning dima <laughs> like <laughs> which i find really funny and like tyler was a guest on it and then all of these songs were like segments within that world like yeah. it was so good and like I had my Twenty One Pilots burrito to eat while I was at it they did a cross promotion with Chipotle oh really where they did Tyler Joseph's order. Oh, as, okay. as the 21 Pilots burrito that you uh-huh. could order for free delivery on the night of the concert experience, which awesome. I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was it was really cool. That was the only virtual one that I had attended, but 
I like it was a great one at that. I like when virtual shows take advantage of the fact that they're virtual. Yeah. Because then you get stuff like that, where you get like the Twenty One Pilots one and yeah. the AGR one, where they're like, "Oh, well, we're not restricted to a stage, so yeah. check this out." <laughs> and it's so cool. <laughs> it was incredible. All right, I think we're just about out of time. Actually, we're running a little over. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but this was fun. And yeah. uh, check out the core show. Uh, we have some awesome guests already on the show that you can check out. Um, the time that this releases, we should only have one episode released. Or actually, one should come out on the day that this comes out as well. So you'll have right. Jesse and Cody. Uh, to watch, uh, watch the other or listen to the other episodes of uh, JHR. We're still working on Apple Podcasts, but we are on Spotify. Yep. Um, and we will see you guys all next week. See you later, guys.